Do you know how you got here this morning? I'm not talking about a car. If you're watching online, do you know how it is that you're watching this today? Do you know how it is that you came to a relationship with Jesus Christ? I can tell you how. If you don't know, it was the prayer of somebody. It was the prayer of somebody. Most likely because somebody prayed for you, a mom, a dad, a grandparent, a friend, and I would even say your ancestors, or maybe a spouse, somebody prayed for you. See, someone stood in the gap for your salvation. Somebody stood in the gap for your victory. Somebody prayed in the gap for your discovery. Somebody prayed for your healing and somebody prayed for your future and your good future. See, this is why prayer is so important. This message is important today because we're gonna be talking about prayer that actually manifests life. It's called intercession. You and I need to be reminded of the power of intercessory prayer. Now, some of you might hear that word, intercessory prayer, and, or there, somebody, you've known somebody who says, oh, there are intercessors, like, I'm not one of them. Meaning, I can't pray 24-7, even though the Bible tells us, pray without ceasing. But actually, I want to let you know, every single one of us are intercessors. We'll discover that together, together today. We need to know that the Holy Spirit can pray the perfect prayer and can intercede through us. That's why this message is important. And finally, the wandering, hurt, discouraged, lonely, depressed, anxious, sick, diseased people need us to pray. They need us to pray. So my name is Mark Warren, and we are here to help you get ready to meet Jesus face-to-face by helping you reach the lost, care for the least, and to train the found. That's what we're about. So prayer. Prayer is words spoken to God having the power to bring things to life. Have you ever prayed and then you begin to think, why am I praying? It doesn't matter. What do my prayers actually do? Or maybe you've tried praying or you've prayed for somebody and you thought you needed a miracle and you want to see a miracle. Nothing happened. And so now you're like, "Uh, maybe, maybe I shouldn't pray anymore. But prayer are words spoken to God And it has the power to bring things to life. We need to understand that. In Matthew 18, 19 through 20, it says this. Again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, (laughs) this is a big statement, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Jesus' words. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am. Jesus is amongst us. Now again, you've probably heard this, and I would say there's a little preface in this. Anything that you pray, and I would say in agreement to what God is saying and what his word is saying, 
it will be done. Praying in agreement. But how is it that he says, pray anything and it will be done? There's something about the power of prayer. James 5.16 says this, Therefore, confess your sins one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Now, I love that, as it is working, which means what is prayer? Prayer is words that begin to manifest into something tangible. It's working. Our, Our words actually have power. God spoke... God spoke the world into creation. See, there's something about the power of our words. Because especially as a follower of Jesus, a believer, the spirit of God resides in us. It says the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead resides in us. Wow. (laughs) Wow. The same spirit that allowed Jesus to do all the miracles resides in us. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. It's like when we begin to fathom that, wow. But I want to say that as God spoke words into existence, our words can either give life or death. The power of the tongue can either bring life or death. Now, prayer, I love prayer because prayer are words spoken to God. So we're, we're trying to come into alignment to, with what God is doing. And we're talking to him. But intercession is standing in the gap. And I would say intercession is actually praying in the gap. We're praying in the gap. We're contending for somebody's salvation. We're contending for their freedom. We're contending for their future. We're contending for, for that, that the words spoken are in alignment with God's word in his heart for a world. So my question is, how well are we doing? Have we gotten tired of praying? Do we pray? How are we praying or have our prayers been about us and about our life or have we stood in the gap and interceded on behalf of somebody else like we did today for our president? We stood in the gap. We prayed in the gap. Um, I don't know if you've noticed something about my life. For those of you who've been around for a while, I just out of curiosity, how many people have been at Grace Capital Church more than 10 years? Raise your hand. Okay, how many people more than five years? Okay, how many people have only been here three years or less? Raise your hand. Quite a few of you. All right, well, we're all a big happy family. This is great. And sorry, I couldn't see your hand um, for those of you who are watching online, but um, I know you're there. So, so if you've noticed, so I've been the lead pastor at Grace Capital Church for almost six years. Before that, I was a campus pastor, but my wife and I and our family have been here at Grace Capital Church for 19 years, 19 years, wow, almost 20 years. But have you seen that I've changed? Have you seen that I've changed? All right. Can I tell you why I've changed? 
I don't know what that just said, but I can give you the mic if you want to say that again. I've gotten older, is that what you said? I've changed, I've gotten older, more gray hair. Um, but I've changed, and I'll tell you why I've changed. I'm sure there's been a lot of people, but I'm only gonna highlight one group. I'm gonna call them the 603 group. The 603 group is, is started in the men's group. I don't know if it's um, moved on beyond that, but they pray at 603 in the morning, 603 in the evening, and they pray for me and our pastoral team. The change that has taken place in my life is because of somebody's prayers. Now, I know my wife prays for me. <laughs> I know my parents pray for me. But the power of prayer, you see, that change, I don't believe would have taken place if a group of people hadn't contended to say, you know what, we're going to pray. We're going to pray. We're going to pray specifically for somebody that's called intercession. They interceded. They were praying, God, be with our pastors. I completely believe the change that you've seen in me was because of the power of prayer. Somebody said, praise God, because they knew me before people started praying for me. <laughs> praise you, Jesus. There's hope and salvation <laughs> in our prayers. We like the new Pastor Mark. <laughs> oh. See, would we pray like this? Let me just give an example. My Father in heaven, today I pray for my friend who struggles with depression. Lord, you said that if, if we pray to you, that you would give life, and you want to give life, and life into the fullness. And so, Lord Jesus, I'm praying for my friend who has depression right now. Depression has no place in my friend's life. And I ask you for hope to fill them, hope to fill their hearts and their minds, oh Lord. I pray that you would experience, that they would experience peace that only comes from you, Lord Jesus. And it comes when they give your life, their lives over to you, Lord Jesus. I pray that my friend would give their life to you today. Lord Jesus, give me the opportunity to share you with them. God, that they might experience the life that you want to give them to overcome depression, amen. That is intercession. That is interceding. That is standing in the gap, praying in the gap. So intercession is defined as the act of intervening on behalf of somebody else. The act of intervening on behalf of somebody else. When's the last time you've prayed with a fervent prayer of intercession for somebody? Moms and dads, I'm sure you've prayed a lot for your kids, especially kids who maybe have been wandered away from Jesus. But I want to tell you, you're prayer has power. It changes things. If you have lost hope, don't keep praying. Maybe you have a friend that you've been wanting them to come to Christ. Pray. Pray because our, our prayer changes things. So there's three kinds of intercessory prayer that I'm going to talk about today. 
One is when we pray on behalf of others, and I just gave some examples from that. Praying for our president, moms and dads, praying for our kids, examples of people who have prayed for me and the change that's taken place in my life. In 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 2, it says this, First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, there's that word, interceding, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings or presidents, and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. Here it is, they're asking us to pray. Paul, who's writing this letter to Timothy, is saying, pray these intercessory prayers. So that's number one, when we pray on behalf of somebody else, that's intercession. Two, when Jesus prays on our behalf, did you know that Jesus is praying for you? And he prays, prayed for you before you came to him. And he continues to pray for people who don't know him. Hebrews 7, 25 says this, Consequently, he, or Jesus, is able to save the uttermost, those who draw near to God through him, since he, is always, since he always lives to make intercession for them. Jesus is interceding even today, right now. He's sitting on the throne saying, Oh, Lord, I just pray, my God, my Father in heaven, I pray for Bobby and Susie that don't know me, that they're living a life separated from your love, God. Allow your church, your people to be salt and light so they would know who I am. Jesus is interceding, not only on our behalf, but on the behalf of other people. So that's, first one is when we pray on behalf of, of somebody else, that's intercession. When Jesus prays on others' behalf. And then third, and when the Holy Spirit prays through us. Did you know that the Holy Spirit who resides in us also prays through us? 1 Corinthians 14, 15 says, when, when what I do, when what I, oh, when what am I to do? There we go, that's how it says. When, what am I to do? I will pray with my spirit. I'm saying parentheses, by the Holy Spirit that is within me. But I will also pray with my mind and with understanding. Pray in the spirit and with understanding. What, is, what does that mean? Let me give you a f- few more verses and then I'll unpack that. Romans 8.26 says this. Likewise, the spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans too deep for words. And then lastly, in Romans 8, 27, and he who searches hearts knows what is in the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. So here we have the Holy Spirit loving to intercede on our behalf. Now pray in the Spirit and with understanding. So I don't know if you understand about uh, a prayer language or a private prayer language that uh, is available to every believer 
different than tongues that are said in a public setting that must have an interpretation. But tongues in a private prayer language are this. It's when the Holy Spirit can pray through us. I call it the perfect prayer because sometimes when you don't know what to pray for, guess what? Guess who knows how to pray for us? The Holy Spirit. (laughs) The Holy Spirit who loves to intercede on behalf, right? He is praying that perfect prayer to the Father because guess what? He's pretty tight with the Father because of three or one, (laughs) right? So he knows how to pray for us. I want to encourage you when you are at your wit's end, it doesn't mean you stop praying. It just allows the Holy Spirit to pray through you. Pray in your private prayer language and allow him to pray through. Now, if you haven't received this prayer language yet, I would just say, ask for the Holy Spirit to come fill you and flood you in such a way that that this other language would come from your, really from your spirit. And I'm sure there's a prayer team here at the end of service today that would love to pray with you saying, you know what, I've never received that before. And I know that there is, actually, I'll be very intentional to, to call the prayer team forward that, that knows, not this moment, but that knows how to lead somebody into that uh, opportunity. And so uh, thank you, prayer team, for being ready for that. First of all, by the way, in 1 Corinthians 14, 2, just as a point of clarity, it says, for the one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men, but to God. For no one understands him, but he utters mysteries in the spirit. And that is a scripture that gives you some evidence of the difference between um, a public tongue and a private tongue. So our response, what do we do with this message today? My first question is, again, do we have a prayer life? Have we gotten so busy with life that we actually have stopped praying? Statistics tell us, though, that uh, the American population still prays, even though they might not believe in God, but they pray. But my question is, what are we praying? Are we still praying the, the prayers for ourselves, or are we interceding on behalf of our family, our friends, our country, our president, our governor, those who lead us? Maybe just do a quick run through your mind, and if you're watching on home, do the same thing. Just do a quick inventory. When's the last time you've really spent some time interceding on behalf of somebody else? And then I would encourage you to say, maybe I need to do this more often. Because if prayer has the ability to manifest something, to bring life to something, why wouldn't we want to keep praying? See me, more people come to Christ to see more people healed, to see more people set free. Question also is this, how regularly do you pray? Scripture does say pray without ceasing, which means it just means to have a mindfulness of what's on God's heart. Thinking about God, what are you thinking about? Having your heart, God, having your mind, and as you're in work, you're realizing somebody's having a bad day, and, oh, Lord, I just pray for them. Whatever's going on in their life, Lord, let me be salt and light to them. God, draw them closer to you. Let them find your peace and your hope. My last question for you is, what are you praying for? And we've talked a lot about that already. 
I, I just wonder if we can just think about what you pray and maybe just add, add intercessory prayer into what you're praying for, right? So you're not just praying for your situation and, and your life, but you're praying for others. We are all intercessors because we have the spirit of Christ inside of us. I don't want us just to stand in the gap. I want us to pray in the gap. Pray in the gap. If you want the big idea for today, you're going to leave here and you're going to like, what did he talk about? I know I got emotional again. That Mark, he always gets emotional. Why does he get emotional? But what did, what did he talk about? I talked about that we need to pray in the gap and intercessory prayer is just that. See, my life was changed for eternity because somebody prayed for me. My parents did a lot of time praying for me because I was a little bit wayward when I was young. But they, I don't know how many times I would walk by my dad's room. I'd see him on his knees. I know he was praying for me. Your life was changed for eternity because somebody prayed for you. <laughs> so imagine what it would be if we started praying for others. Pray until you see change. Don't give up. Don't give in. Pray until you see heaven coming to earth. Pray until you see that lost soul saved. Pray until you see the hand of God move in somebody's life. In closing... Jesus prayed this prayer in John 17, 20. It says this, red letters, Jesus praying to his Father in heaven. I do not ask for these only, meaning the people he was already talking about, but also for those who believe in me through their word, that they all may be one just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them." That you have given to me, I've given to them. Oh, yeah, and that they may be one even as we are one. I and them, and you and me. That they may become perfectly one so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you loved me. Father, I desire that they also, whom you have given me, may be with me where I am to see my glory that you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you. And these know that, and these know that you have sent me. I made known to them your name and I will continue to make it known that the love with which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. Jesus.
prayed that prayer of intercession. And I believe those words still reverberate through the, the ages today that more people would know the love of the Father through Jesus Christ. He was interceding early on some 2,000 years ago, and I believe words that, are, that are, are like those words, words from the Father, words from the Son, words from us that are in alignment with his scripture and his heart, live on, have power. This message today is a message that we would pray in the gap that we would leave here in this afternoon, we'd pray in the gap. Tomorrow morning, we wake up and we pray in the gap. We pray for those who don't know Christ. We pray for those who are struggling. We pray for our family. We pray for our friends. We pray for our nation. Would you pray in the gap? Welcome to Church Online. My name is Pastor Mark, and I just want to say thank you for taking the time to join us in watching our services online. Maybe you can't be at our location today and you're watching this from home or on the road. We just want to say thank you for tuning in. And maybe you can't get to a physical location at Grace Capital Church, then this becomes part of your regular routine to do church live on your computer or on your device. We want to say, Invite some friends with you. Do church together. Life is so much better together and discovering what God has for us is meant to be done in community. Gather people together and enjoy these services for weeks to come. Thank you for watching.